Pylon listeners, welcome back. Week 8 of the NFL is upon us. Man, we're almost halfway through the NFL season. Uh, pretty crazy to think about with everything going on. Um, but we're here previewing Week 8, uh, and uh, we got the rest of the Pylon crew here. So I'm Big Z, representing the Detroit Lions. But let's go around the rest of the horn. We got Kinger, representing the Pack. Here to take care of business again this week. Go Pack. Then we got Barney, representing the Bears. What's going on, fellas? Good to be back. Bear down. And then last but not least, Remy. He's back. Representing the Vikings. It's border battle week. You know we are 100% cheese-free over here, Skull Vikes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it, Remy, Remy's feeling a little bit extra this week as the Vikings are about to take on the Green Bay Packers. Woo! Uh, <laughs> for the second time this year. Uh, but before we get into that game, I really I just wanted to start off briefly. Um, so he left us for a, about seven weeks, but now he's back. It's Everson Griffin. He's back in the NFC North, and he's back in Honolulu Blue, baby. So I wanted to get Remy's actually. I wanted to get your reaction. How do you feel about uh, seeing Everson Griffin uh, wearing a Lions uniform? You know, I, I I like it, but I you know he's 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 a good he's a good vocal person to have in that locker room, and he'll take over the huddle pregame and. He'll say all the right things, and I. As disappointing as it was seeing him go to Dallas, it 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 it, it pains me a little more because now I mean he knows all of our left tackles techniques and tendencies, and I will see him not this week but the following week as he makes his debut, and he's an animal when he wants to be, and like I like I told you before on third and five he'll jump off sides and give you guys a first down, so we'll just see. Uh, he's definitely we'll we'll see what what he's got left in the tank. Yeah, and uh, you know my reaction to it: the Lions giving up a conditional fifth or sixth round draft pick. Uh, it's probably predicated on how many snaps he plays or something like that. Um, but I, I, I like the I like the move. Uh, Trey Flowers and Romeo Aquara have been stepping up uh, big time, especially Romeo Aquara. Uh, he's playing way above uh, what he's shown in the past few years. But getting Everson Griffin in a rotation uh, is is huge, and for what I think is a small price uh, for the upside that he can bring. Now, he's 32 years old. He's definitely not what he once was. But this is a guy that has had a sack in every game uh, he ever faced Matt Stafford in. Matt Stafford, uh, I think he sacked Matt Stafford 10 times in his career. Uh, so the they Lions will definitely. For a reason. <laughs> the Lions will definitely, uh, at least Lions fans will like seeing him in, in, our, in our defense now. Um, and he just he's an extra piece. You know, he's not a guy that I think we're looking to be like the Everson Griffin of old by any means. Uh, and he's being paid that way as well this year. But uh, this guy, he has two and a half sacks. He has 12 hurries on the year. He had his best two games graded for PFF the last two weeks. Uh, so I think he's on the upswing. Uh, and I think the Lions uh, are going to put him in a position to succeed, uh, especially when they can find those one on one matchups for on him to uh to uh, succeed, uh, succeed. I'm just repeating myself now, but <laughs> which means it's time to move on to the next segment here and get everybody else involved. Uh, so, the first game I want to bring up is the Packers um, hosting the Minnesota Vikings this week. Uh, Packers six and a half point favorites in Green Bay. So not uh, well, more than touchdown, but not quite a touchdown, an extra point. Uh, interesting line, uh, but. Kinger, let's throw it over to you. How, how do you feel about the Packers coming in uh, this week, Minnesota coming off a bye? Like I said at the beginning, it's just another week for the Packers to take care of business. Uh, I'm, I'm 
got to be feeling confident. Uh, you know, it's been since 2018 the last time the Vikings have beat the Packers. Um, you know, it sounds like Remy's fired up, um, you know, over there. And I'm sure Vikings fans are. But I, from a Packers perspective, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's been maybe less uh, hype or excitement around a Packers-Vikings game in some while, at least in, in my opinion. The Vikings seem to be pretty battered, pretty lowly. Yes, off the bye, um, you know, you can never – uh, count them out because they do have potential when they play well. But, uh, you know, you got to be feeling good. For, for, or I'm feeling good from Green Bay's perspective, right? I mean, uh, it seems like we're trending in the right direction with injuries. Uh, you know, so hopefully going to have some guys back this week. And the Vikings seem to be going in the, in the opposite direction when it comes to that. So, uh, you know, even more so. I expect the offense to continue to be full, full steam ahead and, uh, you know, continue to make it tough for the Vikings defense. Yeah, and uh, Remy, uh, is Dalvin Cook healthy this week? Dalvin Cook is healthy and will be playing <clears throat> this week. Um, you know, who isn't healthy, though, is our one through four corners. So um, if you have Aaron Rodgers in fantasy, start him. Um, <laughs> he, may, he, he, he might throw for 600 yards. Um but I don't know if this is your official throw to me now uh, or if you want to ask a few more questions, but I can start going off. No, I, I mean, the other question I had was Daniel Hunter. Uh, I, I know there was a confirmation on his health going forward for the rest of the year, right? Yeah, so he just had successful neck surgery today. Um, so he's he is out for the re- remainder of the season. Um, so he'll be back in 2021. Uh, but so 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 Daniel's out and and you got Cook coming back but in Minnesota I mean this week is kind of a win-win situation whether you win or lose you know you win then the Packers are the worst team in the league because they just got beat by the worst team in the league and yes I mean other than the Jets I mean the Falcons beat us so you know we're the one of the worst teams in the league so if we the somehow, Cowboys look pretty bad Cowboys do look pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> but if if we somehow upset the Packers, um, I'm chirping for the rest of the year. I don't care. But I mean, if we if and, and if we and if we do lose, it's just another direction towards a top draft pick. Um, but I mean, this this is going to be a field day for Rodgers, man. I mean, we've got Cam Dantzler, Holton Hill, and Mike Hughes, our three starting corners out. Uh, Chris Jones, that. who we who we just claimed didn't practice. Chris Boyd, who is our uh, backup, is was limited in practice. So the only corners we have really going into Sunday is Jeff Gladney, our rookie, Mark Fields, who has only played six snaps in his whole career, second year. And that's about it. We've got like two or three corners. And uh, it's, it's looking pretty weird in Minnesota. Uh, we're not used to being this thin at corner. And it kind of makes you wonder, as Zimmer as the cornerback whisperer, has that gone away, or is it just our bad luck with hell? I, I don't know. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting, but I'm I'm skeptical and I, I'm fired up, dude. It's the Packer Viking. It's my favorite game of the year. So let's somehow get in there and maybe Cook Cookie can rush for like 300 yards or something. <laughs> uh, Kinger, do you, do you have any uh, fears about this Vikings defense at all? No, not really. I mean, there's uh, <laughs> across the board. I mean, there's just that nothing really. 
I mean, there's been nothing that they've shown this year that really makes me feel that it's going to go different than week one. Um, and like you said, your corners are even you're even in a worse off position than when you were week one. I saw you mention Mike Hughes. I think I just saw on Twitter tonight that it's looking like he's going to IR. So who knows when he's even coming back as well. So yeah, they're, they're that completely in, that neck injury is not good. Exactly. And I mean, they're just completely banged up across the board. Uh, Lazard came back to practice today um, for the Packers. Uh, you know, it's no. I so I, I just overall don't think there's been any changes in, in Minnesota that makes me think that it's going to go any differently. I mean, do you Remy, do you think they're going to roll over? You think they give it a little bit of a game? I I want it to be a game, but I would not be surprised if it's 31 to 10 or something crazy. Um, now, a little bit now. What's the what's the rumor in Green Bay about uh, Will Fuller? Oh, I mean, yeah. There's been talks all week long that uh, you know the Packers were gonna if they were gonna trade for a wide receiver, but I, I don't actually think that that's actually gonna come to fruition. Um, they just signed uh, I forget who it is off the Panthers practice squad. I'm blanking on it right now. I'm trying to pick that up, but they picked up somebody. Um, and I don't, I don't anticipate a trade deadline being move, made anytime or a move I, being made before the trade deadline. I saw Amari Cooper thrown out there too, as a as a possible target. That's not going to happen. Dallas getting rid of everybody. That's not going to happen. Okay, just <laughs> throw it out there. No. Is anybody on the trade block for Minnesota, Remy? Now, a lot of these trades are being made now because of the COVID like one week thing. Earlier in the week, there was some speculation that Harrison Smith was might possibly be on the trade block because of rumors of him unfollowing the Vikings on every social media account. Well, then speculation came out that said that he never followed the Vikings on social media in the first place because he's such a low-key guy. I I haven't heard anything, but I have possibly heard that Kyle Rudolph, who is the fifth highest paid tight end in the league and possibly our left tackle, Riley Reef. um, could might have a better chance of being traded other than Harrison Smith. As Vike fans, you don't want to see Harrison Smith traded. He's done nothing but do his work. We every year, um, he's low key, and you want to see him retire, retire in purple, just like Chad Greenway did. And but you know nobody's safe. I thought Diggs was safe, and nope. Um, you know you start throwing Adam Thielen's name in there because what happens in the in drafts if we get a pick and we end up going Jamar Chase, then <laughs> woo! You just uh, you, you, right now it's a weird time in Minnesota. So we're like I said, we're not used to being one and five coming out of the bye. And I guess we'll just have to see uh, who gets the axe and who doesn't. Barney, you want to throw something in there? Yeah, um, I I I think the Vikings are an absolute dumpster fire right now. Uh, <laughs> if they don't get rid of Riley Reef. Uh, I don't know what they're thinking because that guy's got to be so pissed right now that he restructured his deal, uh, you know, to make room for Yannick and all that stuff. And then the complete just debacle that and he's was. played well, and he's played better under his new contract than he has ever. Well, the thing with Riley Reef is either he's going to restructure or they cut him. So <laughs> that was his options. That guy's got to be so salty, though. I mean, for for Spielman to pull those moves and then like you know convince him to take less, and then <laughs> and then this happens, he's just got to be like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> all right, so I mean, if if we're all saying this about the why is the line only six and a half? It sounds like it should be like nine and a half, ten. Uh, could someone explain why why it is what it is? 
I don't know why it's that low. I, <laughs> I think they are giving just too much respect to Minnesota, I guess, just the historical matchups. Uh, I don't see this being close um, by any means. I'm going to take Green Bay 31-14 in my mind. Um, yeah, Again, it just, to me, seems like it's overmatched. If the Green Bay's defense even shows up, to, if they show up to play, there's no reason that Minnesota should be in this football game. So uh, I'm confident in my Packers again this week, and I think uh, it's another week where they uh, put on another dominating performance. I mean, the, the biggest concern, I guess, and the reason why this line is what it is, is the pa- the Packers' run defense isn't spectacular by any means, and the Vikings do still possess an elite run offense with Dalvin Cook in the lineup. That'd be the only concern. So, Kinger, do you have any concerns about the Packers' run defense against uh, like with Dalvin Cook coming back? No, nope, not at all. I mean, I really don't. I'm just <laughs> overall just I don't I, – there's just not reason to be right. I just uh, Minnesota has not proven this far this season. Like I repeat said earlier, it's uh, to, not to repeat myself, but it just doesn't seem like they've gotten any better. And I don't think Green Bay's handled them the last three times they've played. And there's no reason it should be any different this time. So Remy, uh, what do you think? The Vikings going to you know, be able to control the game here and uh, get, make it close? You know, I think losing to Tennessee by one point and losing to Seattle by what one point yep. really kind of shows the moral victories here. And I like to throw Woo! that around. Uh, Lions fans love moral victories, Remy. We we lead the league in them since uh, 1950. So if we can just make it a close game, I something I can just enjoy watching on a Sunday for once. Um, I, you know, I, I think, I think Viking fans will be happy if, and, and who knows? I mean, Minneapolis miracle can happen. Why can't we go to Green Bay and beat them with what we got? Next man up, baby. Let's go. Border battle. So what? Do you, what is your prediction then, Remy, for this game? I'm going to have to go. I like this. I like 28-20 Minnesota. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> That's a big moral victory right there for you. Huge um, moral Barney. victory. <laughs> Barney, what are you feeling? Uh, you know, the Vikings defense was questionable at best to start the season and they've only gotten worse. Uh, I think green Bay is just going to blow the door off the, the game. And I think it's going to be 31 13. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, not a lot of respect so far for the Vikings uh, here. Remy, unfortunately, come on, show you. some love. Um, give, give the I upset. Think, I do think Dalvin Cook gets a couple of touchdown runs in this game and over 120 yards of rushing. So I think that's going to make it an interesting game. Um, I'm going to – this is a tough one for me. I'm going to go 34 to 20 uh, uh, Green Bay. Green Bay. Ooh, all right. 20 Green Bay. Back against the wall. I, 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 just, I just don't think the Vikings' defense is good. I think it's – and especially with all these injuries that you're uh, mentioning here tonight uh, – I just don't see how they can keep it within seven. <laughs> I want to end. Uh, I want to end this segment. Yeah. And just make a couple last minute comments. One, uh, you know, the Vikings are lowly, but we've been talking this season on Zimmer's job, and uh, you know, it seems like Rogers came out and made a statement today that he still thinks that uh, you know you'd be absolutely crazy to have that conversation if you know Zimmer should be on the hot seat or not. But it's been a big ordeal. I thought this was pretty funny. It's been a big ordeal over the last two days. Rogers went on McAfee's show again yesterday and talked about how. He was upset with the Green Bay media asking poor questions. Um, you know, he gave some a little attitude last week, and so today, 
you know, Mike Zimmer was getting interviewed by the Green Bay media and, you know, he made a went out of his way to make a comment about how he thought that the Green Bay media was asking the best questions that he'd been asked all season long. <laughs> and the Packers beat writer, Rob Demosky, said, you know, you need to tell that to Rodgers. He thinks we're all idiots. And Zimmer responded well with, well, I think our guys are idiots too. So uh, I thought that was uh, pretty good humor there by Mike Zimmer. Gave me a little respect. Uh, you know, obviously I think he's a good football coach too, but that was just wanted to make that comment. thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's a great way to end the segment, uh, Kinger, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, another reason to keep Mike Zimmer around, right, Remy? Uh, his humor, exactly. I guess. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, he. I, I. I don't think he's. I. I think Zimmer's here to stay, and uh, it'll be. It'll be okay, Viking fans. Relax. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the next game now. Uh, it's also a noon game. The Lions underdogs, three point underdogs at home against the Indianapolis Colts. So, so Lions are three and one on the road this year. Zero and two at home. I should note. Uh, they need that. They need that crowd back. They need a f- sold out Ford Field to make it loud. Uh, they play much better, obviously. But uh, so Lions getting a Colts team off the bye. Obviously, they've been playing well this year. They're four and two. Uh, huge comeback off the uh, Cincinnati Bengals game. They're down twenty one nothing. End up winning thirty one twenty seven. But this Bengals or uh, the Colts defense a little vulnerable the last two weeks. Getting up thirty two uh, to the Browns and then twenty seven to the Bengals. So I, I like the way this Lions offense matches up, especially if they can use play action, uh, kind of negate DeForest Buckner's pass rush up the middle, uh, which is a bread and butter of the Lions uh, last few weeks is establishing somewhat of a run. It doesn't need to be the greatest run, but at least four yards. Use DeAndre Swift more, please, for the love of God. Use him more. Adrian Peterson, uh, we have great respect for him, but he should be getting five to seven carries a game. Not this a lot. Not getting more than half the snaps, especially on fourth and third and short. DeAndre Swift has, is eight percent better at converting those short downs. Now a smaller sample size, but that's also part of the problem is that it's a smaller sample size. DeAndre Swift needs to get the ball more. He's a significantly better running back. He's just younger. He's got fresher legs. He just looks so much better. Um, so I, that's my plea of the week, if you will. Please get DeAndre Swift at least more than half the carries for this Lions team. It will make them a better offense. And on those third and fourth and shorts, DeAndre Swift is a passing threat as well. So if they do go play action, Adrian Peterson, not a passing threat. <laughs> He's never been one in his career. Maybe on a screen or two every now and then, but that's about it. Uh <laughs> He's definitely he's definitely not, not a great pass blocker either. either. Uh, he he's okay. Uh, but the the Lions actually have the top pass blocking running back in the NFL right now, and Carryon Johnson. So Carryon Johnson no longer getting any uh carries really. He's gotten I think five on the year in total. But he's uh he's an elite pass blocker, so that's uh, why we throw. We still <laughs> that's why he still got a roster spot. Uh, and he's so fully embraced his new role, actually. He, I mean, he's had two knee surgeries. He knows he's not the same runner as he was before. Um, but the number one uh, goal for this Lions team this week has got to be stop the run against the Indianapolis Colts. You stop the run against Jonathan Taylor and his Colts offensive line that we know to be elite. Uh, put Phillip Rivers in those long third and, third, third and long situations, especially the way he's been playing lately. Um, seven touchdowns, six interceptions for Phillip Rivers on the year. I love the way this defense is going to match up uh, with the Colts because the Lions have been actually pretty successful on those third and long downs this year. Uh, but Barney, I mean, you you tell me what what are the I mean the Colts 
offense wasn't that successful against the Bears. What did the Bears uh, do? Was it get the pass rush against Philip Rivers? Uh, uh, how do you feel like the Lions match up with the Colts here? Uh, well, with the Bears, we just kind of made them one dimensional. Uh, we said basically, hey, we're we're gonna defeat the the pass. Um, we're not too solid in the run game, but you know, uh, we're gonna make them beat us that way. With you guys, um, <laughs> how you match up uh, defensively, I don't really uh, think you guys match up too well. I think they get a lot of push uh, from those that front five, uh, those linemen. They're nasty dudes. Uh, I think they run the ball well. Um, I think, uh, you know, they're getting a, a couple guys more healthy in the past game. I think they're getting Pittman back. Uh, and again, just... I'm just not a huge believer in uh, Detroit's defense, but I think I think it it'll be a pretty close game because um, you know as far as far as your guys' offense goes, I I mean I like your guys' offense. Uh, you guys can score points in a hurry, and Stafford is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the game. So um, you know I think uh, as long as you can you know do something to to stop DeForest Buckner, and uh, I think I think. Uh, Leonard, their linebacker, Darius Leonard, he's he's making it back this week, isn't he? Or no? uh, he was a limited participant in practice, so questionable right now. Uh, it's not it's not clear. Sure. What was his injury? Do you know? Um, something with his knee. That's all I know. That's what it's listed on the injury report. Okay. Well, um, you know, if or he's groin, in, I, sorry, I, groin injury, groin injury, groin injury. So that's a little. I I, I gotta say though, like being a team that with the bears who have always had a good defense and, and you guys have had a really good offense. You guys have been able to put points up by quick passes, slants, you know, spreading out the, uh, the uh, and getting the defense winded. So if I don't really think it's that big of a deal that they have a, uh, a suffocating, you know, interior D line because you guys don't run the ball usually well normally. Right. So <laughs> um, I think it, it matches up well for you guys on offense. So it'll be an interesting game. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm looking at that Bears game and just looking at the box score. Uh, so Indianapolis had 103 yards rushing, but that was on 38 attempts, 2.7. But the Lions defense is getting, it's improving. They're, they've found the guys on their early downs to stop the run. That was their biggest issue um, this year was stopping the run in those early downs. Even in that first game against the Bears, Barney, uh, um, the Bears were running all over the Lions. And that hasn't happened the last two weeks against pretty decent running teams, the Jaguars and um, the Falcons. Uh they're they're both middle of middle of the sure. middle of the road rush offenses and they've shut them down, um, uh, forty four yards against the Jaguars, sixty six against the Falcons. So I I like the way the Lions match up here. I like the way the defense is trending. Uh, but uh, let's go around really quick and get our prediction. So Barney, since uh, I'm, t I'm kind of talking with you about this game, what do you feel? Uh, uh, I think this is going to be a, a close game. Um, I'm going to say twenty four, uh, twenty one. Detroit. Uh, oh, come on. No, you got no, it. No, no, no. 24-21 Indianapolis. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I almost I almost want your way, uh, but I, I can't do it just oh, fundamentally. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, Kinger, what do you got? I'm leaning Detroit this week, to be honest. Um, some of these stats that you mentioned, just overall how the Colts' defense has been vulnerable the last couple weeks, I'm still not sold on their offense as a whole. Uh, I think Detroit had, does have some momentum. Um, this feels like a game that Detroit should stick around. And quite frankly, I think if they find a way to stop the run, uh, they are going to be successful in this game. Um, oh, yeah. I, I do think it's going to be close. 
Uh, I'm going to take the Lions 24-20. I like it. Let's go, baby. Remy, what do you got? Yeah, I I think that win that you guys had last week really just hypes you guys up. And I'm, I mean, I'm bought in. Oh, I'm hyped up. I'm, I'm bought in, uh, you know, Hawkinson, (laughs) I love it. Hawkinson showing on national tight end day where the real tight ends go to play football. And that's the Iowa Hawkeyes. (laughs) But, uh, no, I, I, I like Detroit in this one. I, I, I get, uh, 21, 17 Detroit. Oh, yeah. Let's go, baby. I got 27-20 um, Lions in this one as well. I think Swift has over 90 yards rushing in this game, too. And uh, I think Philip Rivers is definitely going to throw a pick. I'm not sure to who, but uh, I, I like I like the way Philip Rivers is playing right now. Uh, he's he's trending very much to the same stat line he had last year. I think he had, like, it was 23 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. He's at 7-6 and six right now. Um He's just not the same quarterback he once was. And this is a pretty banged-up offense for the Colts, I should mention. All three of their tight ends did not practice this week. Uh, Mo Cox, Trey Burton, uh, Jack Doyle. So they're they're hurting a little bit. T.Y. Hilton can't catch the ball to save his life this year. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. Um, but he he's struggling mightily. I think he's leading the league in drops. And that's their highest-paid wide receiver. So I like, I like the way our uh, defense can at least... Hold them. They can hold the fourth, uh, the 20 points, uh, and the Lions offense gets it done. Just enough. Just enough. So that's three three against one, Barney. You're the uh, and, and you said Detroit momentarily there. <laughs> <laughs> three and a half against a half. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on to the last game of the NFC North schedule, and that is the Chicago Bears at home against the Minnesota Vikings. And Barney. Just like my Lions, the Bears, underdogs at home. But yours are, you are four-point underdogs at home against the New Orleans Saints. And 43-and-a-half is the over-under. Um, every Bears game going forward is going to be extremely low over-under, isn't it? But uh, the, w- tell us how you're feeling, man. It doesn't look like Michael Thomas is going to be playing in this one either. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this game a lot, guys. Uh, you know, we're staring adversity in the face right now. Uh, we're just like you said, we're home dogs. I, I would say four points is pretty big home dogs. Uh, so that's a bit of a slap in the face and rightfully so we just absolutely got murked, uh, versus <clears throat> versus the Rams. But, uh, you know, this is a tough opponent. Um, the saints, they on offense, they only have two games where they, uh, didn't score 30 points. So that doesn't bode well for us in case it's going to be a shootout. Um, and they do it really a number of ways. I mean, they're very balanced. Alvin Kamara, he's not having the greatest year, but he's so effective uh, on key in key situations. Um, and then, like you said, Michael Thomas might not be out there, but Drew Brees, even though his stats aren't going to jump out at you, he's very efficient with the ball. And, uh, you know, like I said, he's putting up 30 points a game. Um, uh, more than 30 points a game, I'm pretty sure. But, um you know, defensively, they stopped the run really well, but that really doesn't matter when you're facing the Bears because Pee Wee football team can stop the run there. Um, our head coach doesn't know too much about uh, blocking schemes or anything like that or just like straight up not telegraphing plays. Uh, but, you know, they're not the greatest in pass uh, in, in the pass defense. And if the Bears are going to have to win this game, they're going to – they're going to have to jump on them early. Uh, they got to clamp down on that defense. 
We have one of the best um, pass defenses in the game. So if we can make them one dimensional, that'd be great. Although I'm pretty sure the Saints game plan is probably going to be to to pound the rock because we have been susceptible. Um, <clears throat> but it, like I said, the Bears, I mean, they got to establish some dominance on defense. That's the only way we're going to win. It's got to be a low scoring game for us to win because I don't like us in a shootout. Um, but if we can if we can contain Camara uh, enough, I think our pass defense will keep the game uh, relatively reachable to win. And, and even in that game versus uh, versus the Rams, I know that it, for sixty minutes we got our ass whooped in every phase of the game. But you know, you take away that that interception in the end zone and Nick Foles going down uh fourth fourth and goal on the 10 or whatever it was we still had a chance that whole entire game and I think our defense allows us um you know that opportunity so uh we got to take advantage of their susceptible uh pass defense um but you know what really scares me is this is this injury report um yeah, go right over. now right now uh Allen Robinson's in uh, in concussion protocol uh, I took a uh, helmet to the back or, uh, yeah, helmet to the back of his helmet, uh, last game in like the two minute drill that, you know, the, the referees forced him to, to take the ser- the rest of the series off. Uh, you know, it should have been a 15 yard penalty. The, the play with Jimmy Graham, that interception, uh, should never happen, but, uh, they made him, you know, sit out, but, um, you know, didn't throw a flag, which was pretty obvious. He's in concussion protocol and on a short week, it, you know, with us playing on Monday and now playing on Sunday, it it doesn't bode really confident with him. Uh, and then also just a huge loss right now, Cody Whitehair playing center. Um, you know, I've already gone over our our inability to do anything uh, productive on offense, and that has everything to do with our line. Uh, but now we're going to have Leno, uh, Coward, uh, <laughs> Sam Mustafer filling in for, for Whitehair if he can't go. And on the other side, it's going to be Ifedi and Massey. And that there isn't a single one of those guys that I am like proud of, you know, that I, I think can hold off somebody like um, somebody like uh, Jordan Cameron, right? Or Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan. Um, Cameron Jordan. He's a beast. And then Marcus Davenport's getting back in the mix. So, and even with Malcolm Brown, they, they got a, I think they, they got a tough defensive front to, to face. And, uh, you know, our, our hands are going to be full with this one. Is uh, Khalil Mack supposed to be playing this week? I know he did not practice today either with an ankle. I know he had a back thing last week. Now it's ankle listed. Uh, what's the deal there? I don't know. It could be smoke and mirrors. It could just be like a Veterans Day off. or You know, I, I mean, they usually they say, you know, a, a healthier scratch or a Veterans Day, but they're saying, you know, different body parts. And I don't know if he's just sore as hell or what, but, you know, he's got something every week. Uh, he's always a, a game day decision, but you know, in the last three weeks, he's had uh, an, uh, a sack in each one. He had a strip sack the last one, but he obviously got recovered by the Rams. But uh, he's playing well, and I don't think uh, he's going to have, you know, he's going to be somebody to worry about. Yeah, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders out as well for the Saints here. So the, the Saints are hurting, at least from a wide receiver standpoint. Yeah, their wide receivers are going to be tested here. Emmanuel Sanders is out. Michael Thomas looks to be out. And then Marquez Callaway, who, you know, is just a, a, a younger dude uh, that has been, you know, getting some some quality minutes in and, and producing pretty well with, with Drew Brees. Uh, 
but he's out with an ankle at least right now. So uh, they're going to be hurting, um, and I, I expect them to to try to dictate the tempo by running the ball with Alvin Kamara a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Barney, what what are you feeling for this game? What is your prediction here? Dude, everything's telling me, you know, don't be a doofus. Bet with your head, not your heart. Um, but like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, we're staring adversity in the face. For the first time ever, uh, our our coaches are being called out, uh, you know, in the press because the press is notoriously soft. I'd like them to to call out more issues. But Nagy's feeling some heat right now, at least is from a being able to call the plays perspective and he's got to come out and he's got to fire. So he loves to throw the ball. He's not a big guy that, that, uh, that commits to the run. And since that team has a good defense, a run defense, this is his chance to say, Hey, I'm still a good, you know, play caller. Uh, I know what I'm doing. And, uh, Regardless of that, I'm just a dumb idiot that thinks the Bears are always going to win a game. So I'm going to go Bears in an ugly one. 19 to 16. <laughs> I love the score. I love the score prediction. Um, <laughs> Remy, uh, what are your thoughts here about the Bears uh, hosting the Saints? Well, you guys know that I... My 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 rules here is I don't root for the Packers and I don't root for the Saints. Uh, that, Let's go, Remy! With that being said, though, the Bears need to realize who they are. And I think that Bear fans might think they're they're better than what they are. Now, now I have a question for you, Barney. If Nick Foles drops this game, are you guys calling back for Mitch? No, dude, no. I mean, Nick Foles' stats aren't great at all. I I admit it, but we I, if you take that last game versus versus the Rams, I mean, this is crazy. In fifty percent of his dropbacks, he was hurried on all uh, on all fifty percent of those. I mean, it's just like he doesn't stand a chance. We can't do long routes. Uh, we can't do timing routes. We can't do anything. It, I like. I like Nick from a before the pre-snap, you know, he can identify coverages and stuff. And I like that. We don't have anyone that gives a shit on the line right now that, uh, that gives me faith. And that's why the struggles come in. Um, when you're being hurried and you're throwing the ball before breaks are even made, you don't really stand a great chance. So, um, I don't think, I don't think Mitch is, is close to coming back at least right now because, what the protection that Foles has is just bullshit. Yeah. So, so Ram, yep, back, give your prediction back, here. Back to me. Uh, you know, I, 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 I just, I'm going to have to bet with my heart on this one. And because I, I <laughs> really, go. I really don't like the saints, really don't like the saints and for valid reasons. Uh, but no, I, <laughs> I, again, an ugly one, maybe not quite as ugly, but we're going to have to go within three points. It's going to be 20 to 17 bears. <laughs> what, it, that's one of your golden rules, right? You don't take the Packers or the Saints, right? Oh, that's, that's yeah, the number that's that, that – that is the golden <laughs> rule, yes. Yes. All right, just remember that, listeners. That's all I'm saying. Um, Kinger. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't we all blessed that we get the Bears on national television two weeks in a row? Yeah, woohoo! I, everybody's super excited about this. Although, honestly, I don't mind when that happens in Pete in Chicago because that means that I get to watch Green Bay. 
That being said, mm-hmm. I think the Bears are going to put up a better performance than what they put up Monday night against the Rams. Uh, I don't know if that's really saying much, but I expect the Bears to uh, defense to step up, play with a little bit more aggression, finish some of those plays that they didn't finish on Monday night. That being said, I still think they're susceptible. Uh, Barney already highlighted Alvin Kamara's effectiveness, not having the best year. But uh, if the Saints get the ball rolling and he uh, you know, gets going both in the run and pass game out of the backfield, I think that's going to cause Chicago's defense problems. Uh, I like. The, I think the Saints are a better, more complete team than the Bears. And I do think they're going to edge them out this week in a good football game. So I'm going to go 23-17 New Orleans. I like that. I like that a lot, uh, Kinger. Uh, and and what I bear this down to, so uh, the weather on Sunday is going to be really windy. It's probably going to be like 13 to 15 mile per hour winds. Uh, a little bit of bare weather. <laughs> uh, 39 degrees is the high on Sunday. Um, True breeze is not comfortable outside the dome, fellas. <laughs> But here's the thing, Barney. I don't think it's going to matter too much because I I don't I what I'm going to bear this uh bore this down to is uh who has the better run game. And I think the Saints have a significantly better run game. And the Bears defense uh it was as we saw it last game against the Rams, uh against the defense against a run, it's just okay. It's mediocre this year. It's not elite. Um they're like they're rated middle middle uh middle of the pack this year in run defense. And I and I hate the Bears run offense right now. I, I and especially what you mentioned with the O line problems. I just think that's a huge advantage. Um with the weather and everything I see. Um I man, I, I like I like twenty four to thirteen Saints. I, I don't see the Bears moving the ball a lot in this game. Uh but that that's just that's just me. maybe maybe it'll turn around, uh Barney, but uh man, I just I don't like the matchup. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's all right. Bear weather usually, uh, whenever it's really windy like this, it shuts on and off like a fan, you know? So, like, when Nick Foles gets out there, everything's going to be nice and crisp. He's going to be hitting just perfect, perfect <laughs> routes. And then when Breeze comes on, the wind comes, right? <laughs> <laughs> right off the lake there. All right. So, th- that's our uh, week seven preview uh, for all the NFC North matchups. And uh, we're going to move on to our last segment because it's uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, getting ready for the weekend. And that means it's time for best bets. So let's throw it over to Barney. So give it an update on our best bets and how everybody's doing this year. Uh, me and Remy, I think uh, we turned around a little bit. Yeah, great, great weekends out of you guys last week. Uh, 3-0 and for the both of you. Not a blemish. Love to see it. Hold on. Can we, can we, can we have a caveat on Remy over there, though? He had the Lions. Do you want me to say it or do you want to say it? What do you do? You go ahead, buddy. You can say it. You go ahead. No, he. This guy takes the Lions and then he does a one eighty and takes the Falcons when it came time to put the actual money down. What what kind of shit is that, man? So Please explain yourself. And I, and you lost. Karma is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm, okay. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll, you guys lost on an absolute fluke. Fluke. Play. It doesn't matter. That's what happened. We won. I'll I'll take I'll take a victory on the podcast over a little five dollar parlay anytime. I was just uh, we'll say I was in a hurry and needed to get out of the casino. <laughs> All right, Barney. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just had to note that about Remy there. Go ahead. No, you you did good. You guys did great last week. Uh, not a good showing by uh, by Kinger and I, uh, but you know we, 
whenever it's like golf, whenever I have the worst shot ever, my next one's the best, you know? <laughs> so, so this weekend I'm feeling really good. Uh, you know, I'm going to start. What are those off, standings? What are the standings at? The standings, um, are so in first, I'm still in first with 13 and eight with that bad week. Um, then it's big Z with 12 and nine. Uh, and then Remy, you surpassed King. Oh no! Oh, with the no. with the twelve ten and one oh, record. Oh man! And uh, Kinger, you're nine eleven and one. Oh Kinger! So, so hey hey, it, at least it's your a team's minor in first. setback. We, at least Kinger's team's in first place. That's what he's got going for himself. Yeah, we're on uh, one of the worst thirty day gambling stretches of all time here. If we're being honest, boys. <laughs> so uh, things can only go up. Uh, you know, this is the week that we we get a turnaround. Started off well. It's been a little bit of a struggle, but we're we're coming back. <laughs> um. All right. So Barney, take it away. What are your best uh, bets this week? Minor setback to a major comeback, baby. Let's go. Um. First game. Uh. I don't really understand why this line. Why why. The Vegas is a dog here. I actually think Vegas is a pretty decent team. They run the ball real well, but they're getting two and a half points versus the Browns. Um, I like that even if o- OBJ was in. I Like I said, I don't understand why. I'm going to take them as uh, two and a half uh, dogs right now. Uh, the second game, and I want to take Green Bay. But I have a feeling Kinger wants to take Green Bay because of uh, that big point projection. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let him do it out with Remy. I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay, laying ten and a half versus the Giants. Uh, just a really good defense. And ever since they played the Bears in Week Three, I think it was um, Tom Brady's been like number one in every statistical QB category except for rushing. Uh, so he's on fire. That defense is killing it. Uh, I think they they cover the ten and a half. And then you know what? I gotta get you back, uh, Big Z, for for betting against my Bears on national telly. Um, I like Indy to just swallow you guys up. They're laying two and a half. They're they're in a dome. You guys don't play well at home. Um, I'm going to go with Philip Rivers and his uh, 28 kids to to make sure they cover. So uh, Barney, uh, you know. I'm looking at a different betting side here, and I've I've three points in the spread. So what if it's if it's three points? Would you still take Indianapolis? What are you taking them up to? Uh I mean that that I like the the fact that um it's it's not a field goal yet because I I do have a lot of respect for Detroit's uh, uh, offense and Matthew Stafford is just a backdoor cover waiting to happen. Um, but. Uh, you know, maybe I, I don't love it if it goes really to three or three is all right. I guess it would push, but three is where I would probably stop it. I'd probably hammer the Green Bay get, uh, game if it got above that. All right. So those are Barney's best bets. That's what's going to turn it around for him uh, this this week. Uh, you're pretty confident. You're pretty confident in those, right? Uh, <laughs> I hope <laughs> he's, he's, you're still shaking off from the last weekend. That's all. You, you just need a you just need like a good Thursday night to get you back in the, the confidence. Uh, there, there we there. go. Uh, let's let's shoot it over to Remy. Remy, what do you got for this? Uh, your your three best bets for the uh, week eight of the NFL here. So yeah, uh, first of all, I think this is just going to be an easy given one. Uh, I like the Rams minus three and a half uh, against the Dolphins. 
that'll be a fun one. Um, I'm really bought into the Rams this year for some reason. I don't know why. And then, of course, um, I got to go with the Chargers minus also three and a half against the Broncos. Um, Herbert continues to impress, um, even though no offense, my guy, tight end you. Again, I will say it out of Iowa. But uh, three, so Chargers uh, minus three and a half. And then last but certainly not least, we got Philly minus eight against the Cowboys, which we said it before earlier in this podcast, the Cowboys might be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, so if you want to make some money, take those bets because, as you heard, 3-0, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All shoot right, or man. shoot, baby. <laughs> Although a caveat on one of them, a caveat. On one. <laughs> I wouldn't care if it wasn't good. You didn't, you know, you turned face about face against my team, but I, I took know, my I mask off to... real quick. Yeah. All right, Kinger, let's shoot it over to you, man. This is your uh, redemption weekend here, right? Redemption week, and it's good to know that I'm on the same page with the boys on the podcast here because my three games have already been mentioned. Uh, I'm with Barney. I'm on the Raiders, uh, like them as the underdogs. Cleveland, I'm still not sold on. Although last time I talked about the Browns, I ended up getting they ended up absolutely destroying the Cowboys and making me look foolish. So hopefully that doesn't happen again this weekend. Um, I also am with Remy. I'm going to take the Rams minus four. I like the momentum that they have after beating Chicago. Uh, Tua's got a big task. His first start as uh, you know, first start as an NFL quarterback. Um, going against Aaron Donald, a very good defense. Uh, I think he's going to start slow. Uh, we'll see how he adapts from there. But I like the Rams to jump out early, and uh, you know that spread to me seems a little low. So I'm on them minus four. Um, <clears throat> then final game, Barney said it for me. Love Green Bay this week. Have not been on them since week one on the podcast. Uh, Should have been if you've been betting them. You've been making a lot of money outside of the Tampa Bay game. Um, I'm back on them this week. Think the Vikings are lowly. They're going to roll. Uh, let's go. Go Pack. All right. All right. I like it. Um, so my best bets uh, for this weekend, I got to start with my team. Uh, I'll definitely be going against Barney here. And I'm not just going to say take – I have him at three points and, uh, you know, my betting app, Bet Rivers, that I use more often. Although it crashed this weekend. <laughs> so uh, during NFL Sunday, so I quickly threw money in FanDuel, which works much better. Anyways, that, that was a whole thing with a bunch of people. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I love the value here. So I'm actually going to say if the Lions line moves, the, if the Lions are three and a half point underdogs at any point, I'd say take that. If not, I'm going to say take the money line straight up. Uh, I, I think the Lions are going to win this game. So plus 135 is what I see right now. Um, so if that, so if the line moves to three and a half, I say take that. If it stays at three or less, take the Lions money line. So that's my first. Dude, where bet. are those stones at? Just go money line right from the start. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it, if it if it's three points, I, I'm not going for the push. I'm going for the victory. I'm going to go for the higher value at that point. Uh, so and it, this game, that game could go either way. They're very evenly matched up teams, and I've seen a lot predictions go either way. So I, I that's why I really like that. Um, <laughs> the second one. Um, I gotta go with the 49ers as underdogs again. Uh, they're facing the Seahawks, uh, three twenty-five game. The Seahawks defense is truly, truly atrocious. Like it is very, very bad. Uh, people talk about how bad the Cowboys defense is. Seattle's is arguably <laughs> just as bad, except they have Russell Wilson at quarterback and an elite offense. Uh, so I, I think the 49ers, they know that Seahawks team well. Uh, they're two and a half point underdogs. 
Um, I mean, at I like two and a half. Pick. I, I like I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with two and a half just because the Seattle plays some weird scores sometimes and they keep it in within one or two points. Uh, unlike most teams, uh, this it they always play weird games. But anyways, uh, especially that that Cardinals Seahawks game was just bonkers last weekend. <laughs> that was the best game of the year. Oh yeah, just a wild, wild game. But I, I I hate that Seahawks defense. Uh, they traded for Carlos Dunlap this week, but he's not gonna be playing this week. Uh, and that's not gonna fix their issues. Uh. So two and a half, uh, 49ers there. And I, I, this last one, I just keep going back and forth on. It's tough. I, I just want to give a sh- before I give my last one, uh, the Jets are 19 and a half point underdogs to the Chiefs. It opened up at 20 and a half, I think. Let's just give a big uh, shout out to Adam Gase for tr- truly achieving the take him, Big Z. Impossible. Take him. Take, take, take the <laughs> oh, Jets. Oh, hell no. Take the Jets. I wouldn't even throw him in a tease, like a, a tease and I, that's a four touchdown game potentially. I I can't. I just cannot do that. A good conscience. Oh, this third one is tough, but I I keep going back and forth, back and forth. I am gonna take. I'm gonna take the Thursday one, and I'm gonna go Falcons two and a half point underdogs. So three road dogs or two road dogs and one home dog. I'm taking, but I like the Falcons at two and a half. I think they're. I think I still think their offense matches up well, and I'm not. Overly impressed with the the Panthers' offense, uh, and it's it's a short road trip for them on the weekend. They're gonna be, I think, they're gonna be pissed off because they've looked good actually the last two weeks. Uh, I mean, they got lucky as no love the for Lions my boy lucky Teddy. As hell. No love for my boy Teddy at all. I mean, he's good. He's all right. Uh, he's but good. I, I I like I I think the Falcons have looked much better uh, last two games with Raheem Morris at the helm than they have all year, and so that's the one I'm gonna go with. I could go, there. These are tough lines this week. This week, gentlemen. Um, but I, I think I also, you know, just throwing a fourth one just for, uh, just to, cause I do like the green Bay, the money ball. Let's go. I do like the green Bay one. That, that's, that's, <laughs> that's going to be impossible for me at Come least on, to not throw green Bay. In a, that's a given. I, I'm with you on that. At oh, least throw man. green Bay in a tease. You're going to get them at a pick them, uh, if you throw them in a tease. So whatever teaser I do or whatever parlay, it's going to be involving green Bay for sure. At least the money line and a, it, and a money line parlay. If we're throwing a money ball out there, let me take Minnesota and then I get, 30 extra wins forever <laughs> <laughs> any given sunday no, baby t- any given you, sunday we'll, we'll give you we'll give you 30 extra wins if you take the jets not the vikings <laughs> all right gentlemen i think that's gonna wrap up uh this podcast here oh man week eight of the nfl season upcoming this weekend we got a divisional <laughs> game packers vikings bears hosting the saints and the lions getting the Colts. so a lot of top tier NFL games this weekend. A lot of fun football, and we'll have it all, our reaction, uh, next week, uh, next episode. So Instagram, at the pylon. Um, you can follow us on there. We got we posted a bunch of stuff. We post our best bets there on Sunday. You can see Barney's uh, rant from last episode. Our producer, Kid J, put together really cool. Um, just follow us, you know, react, uh, and, and please get involved. It's a NFC North community here we got going. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it, and we'll see you uh, after week eight wraps up. Open up those windows, take off the sleeves. Bear weather's coming, baby. Let's go. (laughs) 